Good evening, High Point Church of Christ. How are you guys tonight? Hopefully everyone is doing well. So please go ahead and let me know you're here. Also, uh, tonight I'm going to start with a prayer. So if you have prayer requests, folks that you want us to remember, go ahead and send me those. Um, I know there are a few. Uh, we need to remember Burl Proctor. We need to remember... Uh, Bill Carroll, uh, as he's been going through some health stuff and also Leah Bowman and, and others. So if you've got some, some prayer requests and some folks that you want us to lift up, please uh, send those over. And looks like we got Nancy Millbrook. Good evening to you, Nancy. Hello, Carrie Smith. And there is uh, Larry. I don't know if Jerry's watching, but at least Larry Larry Deal is watching. All right, good to have you. Hello, Don and Harriet. Uh, now, Harriet, I, I've heard sometimes Don is playing video games during this, so I don't know. I don't want to do too much of a shout out. So let me know if Don's actually paying attention this evening. Hello, Jim, and I assume Amy, and hello, Robbie and Grady, and Bella. Good to have you guys with us this evening. Hello, Sharon Dunlop. Hope you and Ken are doing well. So we're going to start off tonight with a prayer. So if you have prayer requests, please send those in and we will lift those up in prayer. So I want to make sure that we include a lot of different folks. So we want to pray for everyone's health and, and pray for folks that are struggling and everything. So um, just let me know what your prayer requests are and we'll begin this evening. We're going to be doing something over the next uh, few weeks. We're going to be starting up a, a new um, series in September. I've gotten a lot of good feedback that you guys are enjoying this evening. And even some folks, if you can believe it, that weren't coming on Wednesday nights up to the building have been coming to this. And so uh, I think even after COVID, uh, we will continue on with having an online offering for those that want to stay at the house, maybe cook a little dinner and have a spiritual conversation. So we'll plan on, on continuing this uh, into the future, but we'll be starting a new uh, series starting in September. And uh, if there's something specifically that you would like to just study on and you have an idea that you'd like for us to spend a little time in that, maybe on, on a subject or a book, we can definitely do that or I'll pick out something. Uh, but for the next few weeks, I thought through the tail end of July and through August on Wednesday nights, uh, I wanted to do spend a little bit of time praying for folk, uh, praying for, for folks, but also interviewing some different people from our church. When we first got here in 2014, can you believe it? 2014, uh, we had a series of people given testimonials and it was very beneficial and also challenging to me to hear people's stories and hear their perspectives. So I thought we would take a few weeks in here and get to know a few people and also be challenged by their, their faith and growth. So uh, if you've got some prayer requests, go ahead and send them in and we'll lift those up at, before we get started with our first interview tonight. So uh, we will definitely lift that up. So let me know that you're here and let me know that things are going well. Also, I threw it out last week 
that if you would like to be interviewed and share your story, give me a give me a call or give me a shout out here on uh, in the chat room. I'll just have to say I'm majorly disappointed because not a single one of you volunteered. And so that means I have to come hunt you down. So y'all have some interesting stories and some interesting things you'd like to share. So if you would like to be interviewed and kind of give your testimony and you'll see tonight, hopefully it's pretty non-threatening. Uh, but if you'd like to be a part of things, I'd love to, to get to know you a little better and be able to uh, have other folks at our church hear your story. So, all right. Well, I maybe it's just a little bit delayed, but I'm going to go ahead and just lift up a few folks in prayer and hopefully we'll get a few more responses coming in tonight. Father, thank you so much for this evening. We thank you for this time in community, and we thank you for the ability to get together with brothers and sisters in Christ and to challenge each other, but also encourage one another. Lord, we want to lift, lift up uh, Burl Proctor and his hip and the things that have been going on with him. Burl has been having a, a tough time over the past few weeks, and we just pray that the antibiotics and the doctors are working with him that infection can go away. We ask you to be with Bill Carroll, who's been in and out of the hospital. Ask that you watch over him. And Lord, we just pray that his uh, body can be healed and he can uh, stay home, not have to go back to the hospital. Lord, we ask you to be with, with Leah Bowman and, or Bowen, and she has uh, broken her ankle. And we pray that you watch over her and also as she goes in uh, for uh, kind of some heart tests uh, tomorrow. We ask you to be with, with her. We also ask you to be with Harold Weaver's nephew in Nashville as he's been having some blood clots in his lungs. We ask you to be with him. Lord, I'm sure there are other family members I've forgotten, uh, but we've had a few kids that came back from Deer Run with um, the coronavirus. We ask you to continue to watch over them and, and others from our family that that have been infected with this terrible virus. And we just ask that you be with the doctors that are attending to them, but also for the researchers that are looking for um, a, a definite uh, healing for this and, and the antidote and everything. And we, we just pray for that research to be done. Lord, we ask you to watch over our country. And Lord, we're in just kind of at a very strange place in the history of, of our our great land, and we just ask that your will be done and, and ask you to be with our government officials and upcoming elections and everything. We just pray your hand is over that. But Lord, help us to realize that um, this world is not our home and we are residents of your kingdom. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So tonight we have all the way from the North Pole, Mr. and Mrs. Claus themselves. Let's see if we can bring on Mike and Sharon, I think we've got them all the way from up north. Hello, there they are. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so we're glad to have you. I know we had some technical difficulties and we're glad that you and Jessica were able to, to work those out. And we're glad to have you guys. And so y'all were my number one choice because I, I have... Uh, heard some of your stories and heard some interesting things. And you guys are just an inspiration to me because 
there, there are certain people that when I see them on Sunday morning, they put a smile on my face and, and make my heart warm. And uh, y'all are definitely one of those couples. And so uh, I wanted to give you guys a platform for people to get to know you better. So for those that uh, just know you as Mr. and Mrs. Claus, share a little bit about your story, because I love the way that God has used y'all for many, many decades. So just share a little bit about your background and and kind of how God's used you over the years. Ladies first. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, can you hear me? I can. Okay. Um, I was born in Dallas, uh, reared in a Christian family, um, was baptized at the age of 12, um, was a, a great and narrow kind of kid, never was in trouble or anything. I was the oldest of three girls, um, went to Abilene Christian to try to get my MRS, <laughs> God had another so uh, when I was home between in the summer between my sophomore and junior year, I met Mike at church, and um, we kind of fell for each other. And so I went back to ACU, and he went back to Texas Tech. And for two years, we dated long distance. Wow. And uh, we married, moved to San Antonio, there for two years, and uh, then he Job took him to uh, five years. Wow. Then the job brought us to North where we are right now. Wow. 2001. Okay. So okay. That's fantastic. Go ahead, Mike. Okay, I promise this is my longest answer. The rest of them will be much shorter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, our experience before this was just another lesson in what my whole life has been. Who was born into a Christian family? My dad came out, uh, as a spent some time actually leading songs and whatever. I I planned to become a patent lawyer. So decided to go to Texas Tech to get an engineering degree, and support of her I went through life making a lot of decisions, especially going to a state state school and <laughs> that I was in control. When I started looking for a job for sure play. Hey, Mike, we're, we're kind of struggling uh, being able to hear you guys. So uh, I don't know if we got a bad connection or, or what, but we're only getting about every fifth or sixth word. So oh. let me see. Um, let me try to turn this up. 
I apologize. We told him and it was a disaster. So we have Oh, okay. All right. Is this better? Yeah, it is. I'm trying to speak up as well. Um, so I was looking for security, and, but after two years, I found that the company that I went to that I thought was very secure was scaring me to death as to, to whether I would have a job or whether they would require me to move to Utica, New York, or okay. what was going to happen. So I searched for another job, and I found one in San Angelo with a Johnson & Johnson company making yep. procedures. How secure is that? Everybody needs to be stitched up now and then. It's <laughs> manufacturer. So went to work there. After 17 years, I was told, um, you're, we really are cutting down on the surgical sutures. We're going to Staples and to uh, ortho, um, devices rather than sutures. So um, you have a choice. You can either relocate your family or you can take a buyout. I took a buyout. Worked for a year and a half, self-employed, and a lot of other jobs um, as a second job to uh, keep insurance. Then when my kids got out of high school, I moved to Dallas, planning that Sharon would join me, <laughs> and um, took a job here with a, with a secure micro, uh, microelectronics company. And uh, Sharon just wasn't too sure. She um, she decided she wanted to stay in, in San Angelo. So we commuted back and forth for uh, a little over three years, wow. uh, which uh, was definitely not in either of our plans. And again, yeah. during that time, I still was thinking I was in control of things, <laughs> my decisions and having so many of them go wrong. And... Um, I did have some great things that came out of that. I got to spend the last year of my dad's life living with him. Mm -hmm. And um, so after three years and uh, uh, three previous layoffs with my company, I got caught the, third, the fourth round and they ended up going belly up two rounds after. So, so much for the security there. Mm -hmm. This was just after we bought our brand new house up here in Bells. <laughs> And, um, I went 10 months without a job and did a lot of things to, to keep things together and then went into banking of all things. And what I found through all of this was a lesson that God was teaching me. I wasn't paying a lot of attention and I wasn't learning very fast, yeah. but I'm not in control. I can yeah. make plans and they don't mean anything. Um, I need to, to let someone else be in control who really has control of the world and my life. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's very good. Okay. So uh, while you guys were in San Angelo, y'all got very involved in inner city work. Is that correct? Actually, we got involved in uh, the Joy Bus Ministry uh, right. after we got married in San Antonio. Oh, San Antonio. Okay. And so, 
For those that don't know what the Joy Bus ministry is, tell us a little bit about your experience, because I, I know that 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 was really a defining moment for you guys in, in that ministry. Absolutely. Uh, well, basically, we uh, went out into the highways and byways and compelled the kids to come in, and we we uh, visited every Saturday morning. We we kept them coming on Sundays and Wednesdays. We mm -hmm. visited their families. We got really, really close to all those children. Um, several of them were converted. Um, uh, several of our kids, as they got on of an age, became Christians. Some of their families became Christians. Uh, we were able to set up Bible studies with their families. Um, it was an absolute joy to us well that's fantastic and it really it, it becomes a challenge because when you're working with children of, of any kind it, it it just is but you cram them on the bus and bring them back and forth and stuff and you know a lot of times you're outnumbered when you're on the joy bus so what was your experience with that mike yeah we um we had a 60-passenger bus, and we uh, joined the, the 100 Club by putting 100 on the bus on one vacation Bible school day uh, in August when it was 104 wow. degrees. In <laughs> uh, but the thing that brings me back in Joy Bus, and again, I've said this, this question to be short, is that Joy stands for Jesus, others, and yourself. And we even yeah. had a catchy song that we sang with the kids about that. Mm -hmm. It was the first time that it really was something that was drilled into me because I was trying to share it with others. Yeah. That what brought true happiness was putting uh, putting yourself last. Yeah. So, um, that's it. We It was a great, great experience. We carried it on to uh, San Angelo. When we left San Antonio, they did not have a joy bus ministry at the time we got to San Angelo when we started. Yeah. Well, and two, I, I just want to be clear for those people who don't know anything about the joy bus was it wasn't just pick them up and carry them to church. From the minute the first kid got on that bus, I was I was the joy leader. So I was teaching every every yeah. month. We sang, we played Bible games, we taught how to become a Christian. Every single time we rolled, those kids got those valuable lessons. It's definitely incarnational ministry, it is. So Sharon, I forgot to ask, what's the latest on your dad? So I know that, that asking you to be a part of this and you're knee deep and caring for him, what's going on with your dad right now? My dad's in the hospital right now. Um, he was transported Monday morning early with a severe urinary tract infection okay. and um, uh, AFib, and they're they're treating him. Um, the they only allow one visit per day, so I went yeah. Monday. My, one sister went Tuesday, yeah. and they said today he's very disoriented. Thinks when he gets out of the hospital, he's going to go back and live in his duplex in San uh, in uh, Plano. And he's going to get his walker back. Oh, that's and, good. 
and he's so glad that he's not in danger of losing his job. And that's good. You no, know, he hasn't worked in 30 years. Wow. So, so, so both of you guys have gone through uh, some different health challenges over this past year and, and really year and a half, but yet it doesn't seem to have dampened your spirit. So what, how have you guys been able to, to keep your joy and, and your peace that passes understanding through these uh, really difficult and life-threatening challenges? It's no challenge. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I have cancer. It's not something that I would have chosen. But again, I don't make the plans. Yep. And I know that the person that's in control knows what's going on. Absolutely. Uh, luckily, I didn't have this happen at 35 because I don't think I should, could have handled the thing the same way. But, yeah. you know, realistically, my joy doesn't come from the fact that I think I'm going to live forever. Wow. I've learned with that long ago that that's not going to happen. And yep. I'm ready. I'm not. <laughs> I'm ready when I'm called. And that's. I have been blessed through this whole thing with with friends who care, with family who cares, and with uh, doctors who have been able to yeah. give me treatments that uh, keep me feeling good and um, you know minimal pain or anything like that. No, none of the side effects. So I've truly been a blessed person through this. Yeah, amen. I'm ready to go for myself, but I'm not ready to give him up quite yet. So I'm working through that. Um, yeah. I had a heart attack uh, July 9th of last year. Mm -hmm. uh, I've made some life changes, but beyond that, it's incredible how how much at peace I was as they were rolling yeah. into the surgical suite. Um, the song kept playing through my mind. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you yeah. my soul. Yeah, it, it's in your. I'm in your control. Yeah. Honestly, the way I felt, I was not afraid. I I knew I was in God's hands. Yeah, you know when you go through uh, or or get these little times in life where you have to kind of check yourself and and you, you know, uh, you realize that. You know that you've only got so many times around. Uh, what advice? It well, it, it brings a, a lot of clarity to to what life's all about. So, what advice would the two of you give to a younger version of Mike and Sharon? You know that you've you've gained wisdom. So, if you could go back in time, what what advice would you give to to yourself uh, several decades ago? You or me? I don't. Go ahead. <laughs> well, mine would be harping back to the same thing that uh, realize that God is in control. Stop trying to overthink things and and over plan and get frustrated when things don't go the way you expected them to. Because just like tonight, things don't always work the way we think they they ought to, but they always work out for the best. Yeah. And in one way or another, we learn something or whatever. And the other thing is that, um, again, 
that really embrace the the triad that puts Jesus and God at the top of your order of importance and yourself at the bottom. One of the things during that time period that was uh, the greatest to me, and it, it was wonderful to us when we found it here at High Point as well, was um, that was the first place that I saw children's company. Mm -hmm. Meaning people who uh, really aren't really happy about having the children with holes in their clothes and wearing blue jeans instead of suits back in the day, and yep. in in the middle of their worship, and you know one of those folks you know made the comment that uh, stuck with me is that sure these kids I made some comment about it it was so great to watch these kids and how happy they were running up there and. Money back to God, and, and you know the the willingness that they went through that, and they they made the comment, "Well, sure, it's easy for them to do that because it's not their money. You know, their mom and dads gave it to your to them, or you gave them to, gave it to them in the case of the Joy Bus kids, and said, you know, yeah, it's really for them. They didn't have to work for the money. Yep, <laughs> you know, realize." early in life that um, it's not our money. Absolutely. I would, as far as advice uh, from a, a practical standpoint, I would say make time with your spouse a number one priority. Um, we learned the hard way that we let our kids at our lives and we couple friends and um you know we kind of drew apart the only thing we had in common was our but yeah we have invested in things like reengage mm high -hmm. uh, point it was a wonderful program it helped us draw closer together and it was really a blessing to us especially uh, because we went through it before Mike was diagnosed with cancer. And, right. Uh, I mean, we have, I think we have really drawn closer as a result of that. And just don't ever let anything get in, in front of your worship and the Lord's day. Um, yep. you know, our kids were in soccer and they were in select soccer and they had games on Sunday. And we struggled with it. We wanted them to be able to do that. But we never let a Sunday go by if we could not attend the public worship that we could not come down with our kids and have a worship depot together yeah. with And yep. today they say those were some of the most meaningful ones that we had. That's awesome. So one last question, um, you know, over the course of your life, you know, church has, has changed and really discipleship has changed. And we've been talking a lot about how we read scripture and how uh, we as a church uh, can truly work towards allowing the Jesus story to define us. But uh, how, how has, has your discipleship walk changed over the years? Just thinking about maybe when you're growing up versus 
how you respond and think about grace and think about your security in, in Christ. Just what, how, how has your, your understanding of God and discipleship changed? Well, as we both mentioned, of course, we grew up in the, uh, in the 60s for the most part. I was born yeah. in 50. Sharon was born in 1951. And, and uh, so at that time, we were in a very legalistic church. Um, it was all about um, following the rules, doing the things the way our forefathers had taught us to do, the way yeah. the Bible, you know, speak where the Bible speaks, be silent where the Bible is silent. But, you know, you can interpret those things to say different things by uh, by what the Bible says. So it was it was a different world we grew up in. I grew up and started my my early Christian life. I was baptized at nine, but um, I I was most interested in looking good and making people think that I was good. So again, as I said, I'd spent time in high school and in college in the pulpit and leading, uh, leading singing and preaching. And, um, you know, a lot of people thought when I got out of school that I was out of high school, I was going to go to ACU and become a preacher and go forward. But, um, you know, as we've gone forward and we've experienced people and we've experienced God, um, we realize that God's arms are a lot wider than we gave him credit for. Wow. And we realize that it's God's place to judge people. It's not Mike and Sharon's. Um, so uh, the grace of God is enough for anyone's sins, and if I say that because someone does something or believes something different than I am, that they're condemned to hell, I think I'm in very great jeopardy. Now, yeah. that doesn't keep me from telling somebody who believes differently than I am what I believe, why I believe it, and why I see that Jesus in my life this way is the best path, yeah. but um, I can't make that decision that someone is, is condemned to hell. It's just not my decision to make. Yeah. Um, as far, as far as me, I mean, you know, I've evolved into a much more mature Christian also than I was when I was young. Um, I've, I've begun to look at, at, uh, traditions for what they are. Uh, some of them are wonderful. Some of them are traditions, and that's not exactly where the scripture is speaking. So I have learned to be to to be more um, lenient with the way that I interpret some of those things. Um, but you know, a lot of what has shaped me has been opportunities that I've had when my kids were in the youth group and San Angelo. My kids begged me to go on a mission trip to Mexico to build church buildings. Awesome. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. And they said, no, mom, you really need to go. So I said, okay, if my kids want me to go, I'll go. Well, <coughs> I went 15 years, long after my kids were out of the youth group, 
And when I moved up here, I drove back every summer for the first three years to wow. go group mission trip to build church buildings. And then, of course, when I got here, I finally said, okay, Sharon, you know, you probably have figured out by now you're not still a youth. So maybe you ought to try something else. So we got involved with team teaching the two-year-olds. And we've yeah. done that for uh, 17 years now. We love those kids. And we are uh, very active in the El Salvador mission ministry. We're on the evangelism committee. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've looked for other places to serve. Yep. And <laughs> you guys have done fantastic. You know, if you ever get the chance, you need to go up and, and see Mike and Sharon in their house. It's, it's a, a very warm place and a fun place, but one of the things that I really enjoy is in y'all's bedroom is that you have pictures and, and things from your mission travels and from all the kids that you've sponsored down in El Salvador and stuff. And you guys are just an inspiration. And I appreciate how God has continued to use you throughout your life and the way that you have been very vulnerable tonight and shared your ups and downs, but really how you've allowed uh, God to keep uh, helping you grow and and still remain to where you can serve and encourage and, and bless so many people. And I, I want to thank you very much uh, for coming on tonight. And we will definitely be lifting up your your dad and and uh, and and you as as you try to to help him as well. So thank you guys for coming on and thank you for blessing us with your story. Once again, uh, if you would would like to to give your uh, testimony and your story and uh, would like to come on, please let me know. But uh, we'll have a new guest next week. So once again, thanks to Mike and Sharon, and you guys have a blessed evening. Thanks to you. You too. Bye. 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 Bye.